0: It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's
1: Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14th. Get tickets now. Welcome to the Great Pop Culture Debate Time Machine. Let's turn the dial back 21 years. Picture it. The President of the United States has just been impeached. Not much has changed. SpongeBob SquarePants first airs on Nickelodeon. Woodstock 99 trades in the peace and love of the original music festival for gross capitalism and rioting. Star Wars Episode One introduces the world to the fan-favorite Jar Jar Binks. Lance Armstrong wins his first tour to France. Lil Nas X is born... And the world prepares for possible technological collapse that could maybe possibly hit when computer clocks switch to one 2000 It's the best song of 1999, and we're here to discuss it. I'm a guy who thinks he's fly, but is also known as a buster. It's your host, Eric Resniak, and I am joined by my panel. It is both right and okay, because Amy Pilot is rejoining the panel.
2: Hello, thank you for having me back.
1: Always, Heather McLean. Welcome to the panel. What does impress you much?
2: You know, I feel a little
0: personally attacked because I'm a Canadian who grew up in the South. So of course, you had to pick a country lyric.
1: Thanks. Specifically, a Shania Twain lyric. Nah. And she's into superstitions, black cats, and voodoo dolls. Live in La Vida Loca. It's Kara Austin.
3: Donde esta la biblioteca? <laughs> Thanks, Mom, for the <laughs> years of French class. <laughs>
1: So, thank you for joining us at the Great Pop Culture Debate. If you have not done so yet, please go to greatpopculturedebate.com where you can find the bracket for this episode. How did we come up with the list of the top 32 songs of 1999, you ask? Well, we made a poll of the entire top 100 from Billboard for the year of 1999. We put it up on the interwebs and we invited people to go ahead and vote for their favorites. We took the top 32 vote getters, we made them into a seated bracket. People made their picks, about 50 of them, and then our judges made their decisions. And now we argue about it and insult each other all for your amusement. Before we jump into the debates, with apologies to Third Eye Blind, let's go over the unanimous victors in round one. TLC's No Scrubs made Shania Twain's Man I Feel Like a Woman Feel Like a Loser. Shares Believe provided yet another beating to Red Hot Chili Peppers' scar tissue. And a Sarah McLaughlin off, I Will Remember You proved more memorable than Angel. So sorry to all those sad dogs and all those commercials. Backstreet Boys, I Want It That Way checked the credit of Destiny's Child's Bills, Bills, Bills. Smash Mouth's All-Stars grounded Lenny Kravitz's Fly Away, Lauren Hill's Do wop That Thing eclipsed Len's Steal My Sunshine, Ricky Martin's Live in La Vida Loca put a bullseye on Will Smith's Wild Wild West. Britney Spears' Baby One More Time broke Mariah Carey's heartbreaker. All Eyes Were on the Goo Goo Doll's Iris, which meant nobody paid any attention to Tal Bachman's She's So High. And finally, Lou Bega's Mambo No. 5 had no affection for Jennifer Lopez's If You Had My Love. And with that, we're on to the debate. So let's go, girls. Come on. First up, we were evenly split between four seed "Kiss Me" by the exhaustingly named Sixpence None the Richer, and the even more exhaustingly named "It's Not Right But It's Okay" by Whitney Houston, a five seed. I'll poke her up for "Kiss Me" while Amy will lift up Whitney. Uh, Amy, go first.
2: Sure. So, um, so I don't know. I this just like when I was looking at this bracket, I. I just immediately started singing and I, and like I was pumping my fist and I'm like, you go Whitney, you stand up to Bobby Brown. You say it's not okay. She didn't really do any of those things in real life, but she did them in the song and people danced to it.
1: Um, So I, I, it just, that's why I voted for it. And I have to say, it's a great song, especially the remix, which is what I heard on the radio more than I heard the actual original. Um, I'm going to vote for Kiss Me for a couple reasons. First, a purely personal reason. I mentioned this in the warm-up, which you can listen to if you are a Patreon subscriber, by the way. Um, I interned in New York City in the summer of 1999 at Marvel Comics. And every fucking morning when the alarm went off on my clock radio and Kiss FM came on, it, every morning it was, it's not right, but it's okay. Every morning. <laughs> And so I have this like Pavlovian response to the song this like, oh, God damn it. But it's a great song. It's a great kind of revenge song, too. It's a very like, fuck you. I'm going on and doing my own thing. So for me, I picked Kiss Me mostly because this was like used in every rom-com ever at that point in time. Like you can see the scene and she's all that right? Where Rachel Lee Cook has taken off her glasses and she's no longer wearing the paint splattered smock. And Freddie Prince Jr. says, oh my gosh, she's so pretty. Like that is that song. That is what it is. And it's like, instantly iconic and resonates with you so for me that is why i picked kiss me but i recognize that it's not right but it's okay it's actually a banger of a song and you will get nothing but respect from me now that i've gotten past my like uh revulsion of getting woken up at 6 a.m every morning to go into an internship that i hated kara and heather i want your votes on this one where do you come down I went
0: with sixpence, none the richer. Eric, ironically, for the same reason that you did, except reversed, in that I'm pretty sure I set this song to be my alarm every morning of seventh grade.
1: There you go. And Kara? One
3: I just want to point out that it's not right, but it's okay, is pretty on the nose for an alarm when you're working an unpaid internship. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I'm also, I'm in the kiss me camp because yeah, I don't know that it was actually in a lot of the like soapy teen dramas I watched like Dawson's Creek and Roswell. But if you're, you you know, the, the couple you shipped was on TV and that started playing, they were going to smooch and that was going to make think. <laughs> so
1: kiss me all the way. They were totally going to snog it. So I think that means that kiss me is advancing. I'm sorry, Whitney. We love you. Uh moving on, three quarter of us wanted to give us our hearts, make it real and forget about it, to stand smooth by Santana and Rob Thomas, a three seed. Well, Heather had her fellow Canadians back by standing Shania Twain and that don't impress me much, a six seed. Heather, why?
0: I, I mean, Eric, you just said it because Canadians, we look out for each other. And also I have a real deep intrinsic dislike for Santana. And I can't explain to you why, but I know I didn't like this song in 1999. And I know I still don't like the song when it comes on the radio.
1: I changed the channel. So do you have a dislike of Santana the band, Santana this song, or Santana as a person, or Santana as a way of life?
0: Um, You know, I'm going to go with option D, all of the above, (laughs) because I can't put my finger on it. I
1: just know that it does not impress me much. Oh, okay. I do like the fact that as a Canadian, even a burn song is still incredibly polite. So that's very on brand for you and your country. Kara, why Smooth?
3: Well, I think Smooth has a lot of things that just made something a hit in like the late 90s. It first has that effect where it makes the singer kind of sound like they're recording through a CD radio for no reason. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Sure. there's points in it where rob thomas sounds very tinny and then it's like he's right next to you and then it goes back to like the crackly radio effect who doesn't love that um and then for someone who's 17 growing up in the sticks in a very very caucasian area this was my first like exposure to santana so it's like oh that's what guitar can sound like that's amazing um and then lastly like it has the drift like they were like you know what this song isn't 90s enough let's get Rob Thomas from another popular band and just, you know, it's like a multiplying effect of just like nineties, you know, it, it, um, perfection. So they get that, that bonus, those bonus points that drift from bringing in, you know, matchbox 20 energy.
1: Matchbox and, 20 and energy. That's <laughs> that
3: serious energy. And it was such a popular song that not only was it on the billboard 100 for 1999, but 2000. And where did you get that back? Kara?
1: <laughs> I'm a supporter of this podcast, so I heard it. <laughs> I heard it during the warm-up session. Good job. All right. Thank you for shilling that, Patreon. Your five-cent check is in the mail. No, it's not. I'm too cheap to send it. <laughs> Amy, where are you coming down on this?
2: I, Santana, smooth, all the way. Rob Thomas, I'm in, 100%.
1: Um, so I will say this again. I love that. Don't impress me much. I I think that um, it's a bummer that both of the Shania songs are getting knocked out so early because Shania was a fucking juggernaut in the late '90s into the 2000s, like inescapable. Can we
3: take a moment to. Well, and, and can't you, can't you see still see her during that too? you Remember, like if they're like drag level dresses, like form fitting. Yes. they all. One was like all leopard print. Yes. yes with the hood.
2: I, I agree. It makes me sad to to put her put her away. But yeah, this matchup. And I still see is that
0: CD cover with her with the bright red cowboy hat, like ingrained in my brain.
1: Totally, totally. Like, Shania Twain is iconic. I mean, you use that word a lot. I use that word a lot. But Shania Twain is legitimately iconic. But for me, Smooth was inescapable in 1999. Like, I could not go any place without hearing that fucking song. So for me, I'm going to move it on over. That don't impress me much. Next, don't impress me much, but I'll live. Thank you very much. That's all I ask. 75% of the panel was down for Boogaloo Shrimp Pogo Sticks and LFO's Summer Girls. <laughs> An eight seed, while Heather picked one seed Christina Aguilera and Jeannie in a Bottle. Heather, rub Christina the white right way.
0: You know, this one's really simple for me. I'm pretty sure I sang this song at a talent show, and it just has a special place for me. It, 1999 me picks Jeannie in a Bottle. 2020 Heather would go with Summer Girls, but I had to be true to 1999 Heather.
1: Which I love, and that is one of the things. Like we all approach this in different ways, and so was that your kind of rubric for this, Heather? Like, not my rubric shifted throughout this.
0: If there was something that I felt so strongly, nineteen ninety nine, me
1: clung to, I went with it. I respect that now. If Heather's sisters are listening to this podcast and you have footage of her singing Jeannie in a Bottle at that talent show, please reach out to the host of this podcast because we would like to put that on social media.
0: That was also lost in the fire.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. All right. So I'm going to... What was that, Kara? Hell of a fire. Hell of a fire. Scorched everything. Uh I'm going to defend LFO and I'm going to do this with a pop quiz. Ladies, I need you to chime in on this one. According to this song, which band had a bunch of hits? New Kids on the Block. On the block. <laughs> Rich likes girls who wear clothes from which store? Abercrombie and <laughs> Fitch. And what kind of food makes Rich sick? Chinese. <laughs> Chinese food. The defense rests. <laughs> <laughs> Like, uh, seriously, <laughs> <did that
3: mean? laughs> I mean, at a certain point, if you just throw so much garbage into a song, there's gonna be something that somebody likes in it. Like, it's like reading the encyclopedia <laughs> from front to back. And you're like, oh, yeah, I
1: like that. It's like that old joke. Like, if you put 99 Monkeys at a t- 99 typewriters, eventually they will just type out the greatest novel the world has ever seen. That is LFO Summer Girls. That's what it is. That's yeah, 99 Monkeys at a typewriter. LFO. Exactly. Um, so... I could go on, but as of right now, I have the votes and I want to save the rest of my ammunition for round two. So I'm going to put it to a vote right now. Is anyone going to switch their vote to Gina Bottle? Amy? No. Kara?
0: Sorry, Heather. No. I know a spanking when I feel one and I'm willing to take this one.
1: Uh, Christina Aguilera also knows a spanking when she fears one and we know that from Dirty. So thank you very yes. much. We will... <laughs> return to my dissertation on LFO Summer Girls being a far better song than the eighth seed it was assigned in this bracket in round two. All right, so next it's an alt-rock showdown between Four Seed Slide by the Goo Goo Dolls and Five Seed Jumper by Third Eye Blind. Three quarters of us preferred the dolls. Kara, why did you go with fourth ear deaf as my father called them? <laughs>
3: I have no real good reason. So this was when this pairing came up, I was just like, I don't care that much about either of these. Like that's not my favorite Goo Goo Dolls song, and that is the only song I know by Third Eye Blind. I think. Um, so I think I picked it as I re-listened to it. It had, has an excellent use of the snare drum. I appreciated that about it. Um, angst, angst, angst. It feels a little edgy because we're talking about suicide. So when I heard that, it like it, this must have been one that came out a little bit earlier than 1999, but it, it charted then. Or be like, oh, can't have my mom hearing me listen to this. This one's talking about you know dangerous subjects um that's all i got i re- yeah i really just was kind of like closed my eyes and i was like one of these
2: there we go Third Eye Blind, yeah.
1: generic white alt rock band which that's one right. will i
3: pick if you told me between slide by third eye blind and jumper by goo goo dolls i've been like eh,
2: whichever <laughs> for the coin uh amy why did you go with slide this I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with Kara here. Like this was kind of just like a hmm. Like I think I know both of these songs, but I will say in in preparing for this evening, um, I I did go back and really listen to Slide and watch the video, and now I remember why I like it. Because like Johnny Resnick wants to complete me, and and maybe he got some teenage girls pregnant, and he's gonna marry them or do whatever he they want to do. Um, like it's a it's a kind of like deep and and. Wrong song in a lot of ways, and I like it for that reason.
1: Um, did the video have those oversaturated colors that all alt rock videos from the nineteen nineties had?
2: Ah, uh, yes, it did. Yep, mm-hmm.
1: of course it did. It, yes. was, it was like,
2: like a really black and white, like diner scene until they were close, and then it was bright. And yeah.
1: Oh gosh, isn't that amazing? Remember when people thought that was clever and novel?
2: It's like oh. one director that's making all sorts of
1: residuals, <laughs> all sorts.
2: Um, yeah. <laughs>
1: Heather, how about you? Where did you come down on this one?
0: I I mean, for me, uh, admittedly, I still listen to an alt 90s playlist quite regularly. And this song is still in my rotation. And every time it comes on, you invoked my sisters, so I'm going to use them again. My sisters are like, oh, God, can't you listen to
1: some new music? (laughs) But I just love this song. And also, not for nothing, but I realized this a few years ago like the musicianship in the 90s was really good. Like we had it so good. There was no auto tune. You had to actually be able to have talent or be Britney Spears. But like for the rock bands of the 90s, like you had to play your instruments, you had to be able to sing, you had to craft some type of a song. Like we had a lot of really talented artists then. And as much as I'm dissing both. Third Eye Blind, and the Goo Goo Dolls. I think they're both great bands. I enjoyed their music. I think that Jumper actually was kind of a socially relevant t- song at the time. Like, I Someone correct me if I'm wrong. I have a memory of the real world, which Sidebar needs to be its own uh, great pop culture debate at some point with the seasons. I feel like there was a cast of the real world that did a video competition to Jumper to talk about suicide prevention. Does anyone else have this m- memory?
3: Was it the Seattle? Because didn't the... So girl, Irene, like struggled with that. Like she struggled with depression.
1: She definitely struggled with depression and she gave the bullshit answer that she had Lyme disease, which is why yeah. she left the show, which is not actually what happened. They revealed later. But yes, that could it could have been Seattle. I just I clearly remember some MTV show at the time doing that. So I About guess that's real world Boston. Oh well, there you go. That that makes it even more well, relevant. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm, I'm googling as we're doing this because I'm
3: super curious because I have like that kind of like phantom memory of something too.
1: Yes, it's very weird to me. That said, even with the jumper stuff, I go with Goo Goo Dolls for Slide, partially because I think it's a catchier song. It's a super catchy song. Great bridge, and beyond that, my last name and his last name are really close. So I'm just going to throw on <laughs> the goddamn phone. It was not real world. It was road rules. Okay. Yep. Which is funny because I don't ever remember actually watching road rules, but I don't think anyone remembers watching road no. rules. I don't think the people on road rules remember filming road rules. No, it's I think, fever dream.
2: I think it's one of those things that you were watching real world and then you forgot to turn the TV off and road rules was just on.
3: That sounds right. Somehow competing on MTV shows now. And I'm like, have they ever like, had there been recent seasons of real world? I thought that show ended.
1: I think it's a YouTube exclusive now, which if you want to know how sad the world has gotten, the fucking real world is now a YouTube exclusive, oi. Okay. Ooh. All right, so we were evenly split between Oh, I think we are moving advancing slide, right? Uh, yeah. I think I, okay. Yeah. I, I don't I don't. Care. I don't care. <laughs> she doesn't care. <laughs> uh we were evenly split between forgettable pop rock jams, Saved Tonight by Eagle Cherry, a three seed somehow, and Every Morning by Sugar Ray, a six seed somehow. Amy, why would you go with Sugar Ray? I,
2: I mean, I, I can't believe that this is even a, a conversation. I also can't. I, this this was this was the song. This I mean to me, this was the song that was everywhere, and I didn't even have to go back and like look at what... I didn't have to look at lyrics. I didn't have to look at what the video was. I mean, this was Mark McGrath just, like, singing into the camera, squatting down. This was the ultimate um, 1999, like... You know, and I also... I want to just go back for a moment. Mark McGrath, Sugar Right, was, like, the angry boy band. It was, like, I, I don't really want to say that I like a boy band, but I like this one. Mm. So... Mm. I don't know it was uh, to me this song was it was on every day it was every morning Um, and it was fun it's a fun song to listen
1: to and I'm gonna ask Heather to go to her safe tonight
0: you know this was actually probably the one that I picked first of the entire bracket because every morning is potentially my least favorite song of all time I am actually entirely indifferent about Save Tonight and (laughs) couldn't sing you a word of it. But the fact that I can sing you every fucking word of every morning makes me ill every single day. And if I never hear that song again or am reminded of again or see it again, it it would happen too soon for me.
1: I am in a similar place because I don't like Save Tonight either. But I was like, God damn it, I'm not voting for every morning. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's maybe Amy were you musical in high school like did you play an instrument or anything like that
2: I was kicked out of the band in fourth grade because I'm the anti-musical like I'm just terrible at playing instruments (laughs) I was actually removed from the band I was told I could not the clarinet
1: I'm fascinated to know more about this and ladies and gentlemen (laughs) we will get to the bottom of this at some point on an upcoming
3: podcast
1: Tara, <laughs> what were you saying she was physically removed from the band room exactly I need to know I, I need the details and we will get them I promise Kara <laughs> did you play an instrument in high school no, I had, you know what,
3: Amy, you and I are very similar. Um, <laughs> I was in band very briefly in like junior high. Um, and then I got, I had my tonsils out. But for some reason, my band teacher still like gave me a bad grade because I couldn't play the trumpet. Like I literally couldn't play it. But they, she gave me like a D or something for that, that quarter or semester. And so I
1: quit because I was like, fuck this. <laughs> I don't like like this. Dragging my GPA down.
2: Yeah. Of- Sarah, we lived the same life. I had my totals out in high school and I got a bad grade in algebra because of it. See, And then our house is both caught on fire.
3: <laughs> this is what happens when doves cry. <laughs> this,
1: is when, this is when the hell mouth has two entrances. Exactly. it's <laughs> the globe. Both near Dunkin' Donuts. That's my personal theory.
0: Eric, um, what I'm hearing you say, kind of, you know, buried there under the surface, is that those of us with perhaps um, musical training and taste get <laughs> through the catastrophe and utter lack of talent that Sugar Ray brought to the table in this song. I'm just going to say it. So it's and-
1: just unending quarter notes dot, dot, yes. Dot, dot, yes. Dot,
2: yes. Dot, I don't dot, even know dot, what that holiday. means
1: I don't know what that means which is
2: why I was kicked out of band but <laughs> when we go back to like what our metrics for voting here were with, mine wasn't necessarily that this is a good song mine is that this is a like song of
1: 1999 like this is best song of 1999 not that it's good music
2: <laughs> I think that they're two different things
1: I think that's a very good point. And I do think if we're looking at it from that lens that I think you have to give it to Every Morning, which certainly had more cultural cachet, but weirdly was a six seed while Save Tonight was a three seed. And Save Tonight was a three seed? Like, how did that happen?
0: Also, can anybody name another song from Eagle Eye Cherry? Because I I can't. can't.
1: I can name Buffalo Stance by his sister Nana Cherry, but I can't name anything else from him. Wait, is his name Eagle Eye? Like, yes, that's his name. His, I, that his name is Eagle Eye Cherry I and his sister was, was Nana me- Cherry. What?
3: I just thought it was like, you know, like it's the Goo, Goo Dolls isn't a guy named Goo Goo and his last name is Doll. Eagle Eye Cherry was like <laughs> the name of the band.
1: That said, I, now I want to have a, a band where the man's name is Goo Goo and his last name is <laughs> Doll. <laughs> excuse me Mr. Dolls (laughs) the sausage king of Chicago Mr. Goo Goo Dolls (laughs) I'm willing now I did not know that we're willing it into the universe so there we go Amy when your children form their band tell them I have a job for you (laughs) (laughs) there you go All right, so I'm going to put it to a vote because right now we're evenly split Kara, where are you coming down on this one
3: so I mean, it's another one where I don't have strong feelings about either song, but I really do love a good spite vote. So I, I think I'm linking to it. And his name is Eagle Eye Cherry. I think I'm switching my vote. Oh, <gasps> yay! Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow.
1: It's I love a coup. It is a coup. <laughs> that's the best thing when that happens on this.
3: Got me with a spite vote. You guys are like, we don't even like that. We don't even like this song, but we hate the other one. I'm like, well, that's my energy. So yeah. <laughs>
1: That's twenty twenty America, ladies and gentlemen, right yes. there. All right, so next up, we find out. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> a race to the bottom. By the way, register to vote if you haven't. Yes. Right, register to vote, please. Oh, actually, by the time this airs, it'll probably be too late. But still, in principle, register to vote. Wait, Eric uh, is running
3: next week, and that's not running next
1: week, unfortunately.
3: <laughs> okay. uh, so
2: you know next,
1: know what was that, Kara? What do you know that we don't? Oh, right. Uh, next up, we had three quarters of us preferring Unpretty by TLC to Hands by Jewel, which is a four seed. Amy, walk me through how <laughs> you got hands over Unpretty. I need to hear this journey.
2: I saw Jewel yodel at the theater at Jones Beach. That's that's the end of this argument. <laughs> um,
3: <laughs>
2: girl, Girl can yodel and like for a bunch of high school kids to be sitting in a stadium listening to someone yodel. I just had to give her a vote for that.
1: So that's amazing. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, she
2: also, she lived in her car.
1: She did like she put in her time, right?
2: Yeah. So I just, like I, I, this was just a, I didn't have a, but yeah,
1: I gave her that vote. Giving her the yodel vote. There, there's Jewel ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Um, So I I could go ahead and I could prop up on pretty here, but I actually am not going to bother doing that because it's going to advance. Instead, I'm going to talk about Jewel too. And one of my (laughs) all time favorite memories, all time favorite memories is remember when they had the MTV beach house? Do we all remember this? Yes okay so for children who have no idea what this concept is back in the day mtv actually used to play music videos i know we all joke about that but like and in the summer they would have a programming hour where they would have their vjs which were their video jockeys which again means absolutely nothing to anyone under the age of 30 and um like simon rex and what was jesse daisy fuentes daisy fuentes of course daisy fuentes Okay, that's another good one. Someone write this down. MTV VJs would be an awesome, like, mini sewed That would be great. Um, Dallas. that was the one I was thinking. I was calling her Vidalia. That's not right. Um, that's an so, onion. That's an onion. Um, <laughs> it's not right, but it's okay. But it's okay. Exactly. <laughs> she so, moves in
0: mysterious ways, I hear. <laughs> so
1: So um, we have... Uh, Jewel there performing right when you Who Will Save Your Soul came out. And she's there, and there are people playing Frisbee on the beach, and she's singing her song with her guitar. And someone throws the Frisbee and it smacks into Jewel's face while she's performing live, doing Who Will Save Your Soul. And she stops, puts her guitar into the case, packs it up, and walks away. And I thought that was one of the best things I'd ever seen. Mid song. She's just like, fuck this. and Just walked down to the MTV beach house. And for that reason, Sadly, I can't vote for hands. I, 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 but I can't, I can't turn my back on Unpretty. So unless Heather or Kara are going to change their votes, are we still both Unpretty? Kara? I'm resting on Unpretty. Me as well. Solidly TLC. Solid TLC. So that's going to move on to round two. And that actually takes us to round two because we had so many unanimous votes in round one. I'm going to go ahead and roll right into it unless my uh, team needs to take a break. Let's
3: do it. Let's keep rolling. Yeah, yeah. let's do it.
1: All right, so round two, part one, we have No Scrubs by TLC versus Kiss Me by Sixpence, None the Richer. And as of right now, Heather, you're the only one voting for Kiss Me. So are you going to stick with that vote or are you going to switch over to No Scrubs? You know, I was really torn
0: here because I love Kiss Me for all the reasons that we really talked about, where what I see when I hear this song is She's All That, which admittedly I take time to watch every single year since 1999
1: there's no judgment there that's a great movie
0: it's a great it's a classic film if you will
1: um oh god that hurts me is the is cisco in that movie uh he is he is there's a cameo do they perform a, a like or choreographed dance to the thong song or am i making that up i believe you've made that up but
0: you know i i was gonna go with you until you went that far
1: Wait, was Usher, I feel like there's a scene in one of those three named teen movies where there's a choreographed dance sequence to an Usher song and Usher's in the movie.
0: Um, Yes, that would be correct. And it is She's All That.
1: Okay, thank you. That's what was confusing me. Go on, please.
0: Um, But to be honest with you, this one was tough for me because I love TLC and I like No Scrubs. And I think this is one where I'm willing to concede and go No Scrubs. And uh, uh, that guy did get some love from me.
1: He did get some love from you. Kara, I I still want to give you the opportunity to talk about No Scrubs because we haven't mentioned it yet and we're in round two.
3: Um, So what I'd like to say about No Scrubs is that it's not a song so much as it is a PSA. It's It's TLC's field guide to spotting and avoiding the North American fuckboy. And we were all thankful for it 21 years later. Amen. They laid it out for you right then and there. This is what you need to look for, and this is what you need to avoid, and here is what you say
0: to them. And so- as a single woman in New York City, we are still looking for No Scrubs.
1: See? Um, fun fact about No Scrubs. Do we all realize who wrote that song? I have no idea. No? No. Candy, Candy Burris, who is on The Real Houses of Atlanta, wrote No Scrubs. Oh. No. Wow. Wow. Yes. Yes. She made a lot of money off of that, that album and good for her. She deserves it. So we have unanimous victory for no scrubs, which is a one seed. Next we have believe by share a two seed up against smooth by Santana. Amy, you're still pressing smooth here. Do you believe pun intended that it should beat share?
2: I, I do. And, and, and I, it, it's hard for me because I love share and I do believe in share, but, um, I don't know. This was, this is a huge song. And again, going back to my rubric of like 1999. Also, this actually happens to be a really good song. Like, and I, I mean, I grew up on Long Island. Like I, I was in the city. Like I didn't have the same experience. Kara, uh, as, as you did where I might've heard more country music. Like, but I, it was still my first experience with Santana. And then I actually saw Santana in concert. they, weirdly opened for Dave Matthews and got to hear him play this live. It's just, it's a fabulous song. Rob Thomas wrote it. Um, the lyrics are beautiful. The, the video is like that weird fun. You think that this is what Spanish Harlem looks like with just people dancing and singing in the street. It felt like West side story, 1999 version. I don't know. I'm, I'm going with it. And I hope some of you will come over with me.
1: So I'll say this. Smooth is a very good song. And like I said, there was a while I literally could not listen to it. I couldn't. It would it, it made me sick. You know, it's like when you eat too much salad dressing and you're a kid and you can't eat that salad dressing anymore. For yeah. me, it was French. Um, that was Smooth <laughs> for me. For by me, it Rock was Tony. like Nestle's quick like, milkshakes. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But we all have that food, French right, that we ate too much of. 99. Or ketchup. There you go. What did you say, Kara? <laughs> The French dressing of 1999. <laughs> <laughs> that that bracket's coming. I a media page for it right now. Thank you very much. Um, it was everywhere, but it was too much. Um, I, I also believe that there was The Game of Love, which is off that same album by Santana, which was him as I Want to Say Michelle Branch, which I actually think is even a better <gasps> yes.
0: song. Yes.
3: Wasn't there one other one? Um, you and I?
1: With who? You know, it's Santana. And Rob Thomas again. Oh, that one I'm not familiar with. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know that one at all. But he had a string, and this is actually mentioned. If you have not watched it yet, there's a Clive Davis documentary that's on Netflix, and he talks about how this happened, smooth and bringing Santana back. It's actually a really interesting part. The whole documentary's really fascinating it's problematic because it is hugely pro clive davis and clive davis did a lot of really shitty stuff if you want to think what people want to see what people really think about clive davis talk to kelly clarkson he's she's got some thoughts Mm. but um Mm. it's it, it was a juggernaut there's no denying that smooth was a juggernaut but i believe if you check the charts for 1991, shares Believe was the number one song of that year. I believe it was the most listened to song of 1999. Um, obviously, I am contractually obligated to vote for share as a homosexual. If I don't i will be excommunicated exactly they'll pull my membership and listen my social life can't afford that kind of a hit so um, what's the gay equivalent of someone punching a hole through your hat like mary Poppins? i, I mean gays punch holes and things all the time
3: <laughs> Man, <I> really- <laughs> it's a romantic gesture <laughs> put that on like a baseball tee for you that was for softball I mean, I think so. you really did
1: thanks kara <laughs> love you gail um <laughs> So, for me, I, I will say this. Of the Cher songs on the album, Believe is not actually one of my favorites. Don't tell anyone. Um, it's a great album, and it was Cher's big comeback, right? Well, like, her... one That was a comeback.
2: third comeback, yeah.
1: Yes. yes. Like, the comeback tour part five. And uh, we hope she never goes away. But I do believe that Believe is, and this isn't like, I believe. I actually factually think, if you check, Believe was the number one song of the year, and I don't know how we could not put it forward. No... Uh, nothing against Santana it's a shitty way the brackets fell because I think both of these easily could have made like the final four possibly final two um but I'm putting Cher forward Kara, where are you on this one
3: I'm sticking with Cher it was the first time we were hearing like the like auto-tuning like digital sound in the voice and we're being super into
1: that and how about you uh Heather
0: um you know I would have to say I think this was my mom's favorite song of 1999 so I heard it a lot in the car and I, I had texted Eric before um, we came to this table to do this. And I said to him, you know, I, I have this this thought that sticks out in my head that I think Cher might have been my first drag queen love. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and that made heck- opened the door for me to like a whole new world that I didn't know existed all because... My mom listened to Cher all the time and she would be horrified to know that that is the case.
1: (laughs) I think that Cher and Barbara Streisand really are the gateway drugs to drag queens. It's true. Yeah. Uh, so does that mean you're voting for Cher? Oh yes. So I'm sorry, Amy, that means that we're going to have to take Santana out. It's okay. Uh, You did a very good job. Uh, next up. So I had Amy backing summer girls versus slide by the goo goo dolls. Um, I would like to continue my treatise on why I believe that summer girls should advance. Although I don't feel like this is going to be a hard sell because I feel like people were pretty ambivalent about slide to begin with. Heather, do you want to talk about slide or no? Fine, I'm willing. I'll concede. Fine. Okay. Uh, Should I save my arguments to round three? They're very well reasoned. Round
2: three. Yeah, I have. I have things to say about summer girls. I could. I mean, I have a whole verse that I could recite for summer girls so we can save it. And I defended slide before, but I am, it's, it's done now.
1: Well, Amy, go ahead and say your verse. Cause I don't want to steal your thunder. If we're competing next round, that's going to be too much. So talk about summer girls for us. Oh,
2: I mean, I was, I mean, Macaulay Culkin in home alone, Michael J. Fox is Alex P. Keaton, Kevin Bacon in footloose. I mean, these were just, just words that they sang for no reason. And it was amazing.
1: He also references Larry Bird. He references Willie Shakespeare. And
2: he He wrote a bunch of sonnets. I was a Shakespeare. That was my specialty in college because of this song, I think.
3: (laughs) It's like a pop song that was written by committee. It's true. It's just
1: like, what are other words that rhyme with ear? Uh, Paul Revere. (laughs) I, it's, I mean, this is like they
2: just had words on a table. Like they were reading off just like the people crossword puzzle, like <laughs> randomly. And we all sing it.
0: And do you remember the pride when you could sing this all the way through and
2: you didn't mess it up once? Yeah, I it mean, like, it's to We Didn't Start the Fire. Like, and I mean, Billy Joel is my everything as a child who grew up on Long Island, but like, this also has a very special place in a a terrible way. Like they were trying to string those words together. Billy Joel had reasoning for why he put all those words in the song. This, just no reasons, but perfect.
1: Perfection. It's so awful that it wraps around to being sublime. I think that really is what we're talking about here. Yeah. All right, so we're going to advance Summer Girls. Again, an eight seed that's now in round three. (laughs) I feel like that's very appropriate for Summer Girls by LFO to be this terrible and yet succeeding to the end. It will not win this. I will not let it. Next up, we have I Will Remember You by Sarah McLachlan versus I Want It That Way by the Backstreet Boys. And I think I'm the only one who was voting for I Will Remember You. Um, irony. So, irony. Irony. Um, I will say this. This was probably towards the end of Lilith Fair. Does that seem correct? Yeah. 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 So I did want to have some representation for this movement because, again, as we already talked about, the musical artistry at this period in time was amazing. And Sarah McLaughlin is talented as fuck. Um, I was kind of making fun of the whole Angel and the Sad Dog commercials, but like she crafts a beautiful ballad. And I think that this is is probably her best one. It is deeply moving. We made a, a, a uh, playlist for this by the way which you can find on our website it's also on Spotify all the songs in the top 32 and I'm listening to the and this one comes on and I had just been like jamming doing my little lip sync to summer girls and then this one comes on and I'm just like oh god like where's the gas pipe like it's so moving and so like affecting it's a very very good song that said did it inspire a Burger King Whopper commercial no it didn't and so <laughs> I understand why we are going to go with the Backstreet Boys. So is anybody else going to come over to my side with Sarah McLaughlin?
2: This is very hard for me. I actually saw Sarah McLaughlin last year perform with the Boston Pops, and it was angelic. I mean, I can't, I, I don't know how, how else to explain it. She's incredible. But again, we all had different rubrics for this. When I think 1999, I want it that way, is the song over I will remember you so I I think I'm going to stay where I am and I'm sure Kara could talk more about why
1: it is that song Kara tell me why ain't nothing but a heartbreak.
3: a word cloud of all of the words that you need to create a pop love song in the 90s and then took that put it into a rock tumbler overnight opened it the next day you have I want it that way because what do they want we don't even know but Don't there's no, no, <laughs> no. It is a song that is absolutely about nothing. So by being about nothing, it is something to everyone. that's beautiful. You know, it really. Uh, I listened to it again, and this is like di- Like this. Millennium was like the first time I remember being excited for a CD. Like I've been excited about music before, but I mean, not good music again, growing up super rural, super white. Um, like I had the r- original Backstreet Boys, but that had been out, but I remember like waiting for the day this was coming You know, Millennium was coming out. This was already on the radio and a total bop, like convincing my dad to drive me into town to the Kmart to get this CD. So I could listen to it on my disc man over and over again. Um, it's just, it has it, it 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 you know this is really like this is a pop song designed by a well tuned committee because it hits every note, um, the harmonies are crazy. Then it has that really great breakdown where they just let Kevin go for it, and he was my favorite because I guess when it comes to like heart throbs, I'm all like JTT, but when it's boy bands, it's like
1: I want the man.
3: Show me the man. I want the man.
1: That's me and sync with Joey Fatone. Absolutely.
3: I am so sorry. Oh. <laughs>
1: Oh. I regret nothing and really? I would hit Joe I would hit it with Joey Fatone in a heartbeat even today no question no question. You know I mean, he's good in bed.
3: It was it it's I mean it's the pinnacle of manufactured boy band pop and so it's it's so perfectly 1999 and I love it.
1: So you can't see me right now but I'm doing the move where I have my left hand over my chest and my right hand is extending out and I'm bopping and I never want to hear you say that I want it that way. So I'm going to give up my vote, and I'm going to switch, we're going to have a unanimous Actually, Boys are continuing. Well done.
2: Welcome so, to the dark side. We've decided to go with
1: bad pop. Bad pop. <laughs> uh, welcome to 1999. Yeah. But actually, I say yeah. that, and so here we go. Nothing. Right. But if you want to go to the litmus test for bad pop over oh. actual good music, I give you, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> do you <want> that thing? <laughs> <laughs> do that thing by lauren hill Can versus all star by smash mouth which was a one seed and go ahead uh kara you wanted to say something i just want to switch my vote right now so <laughs> bad.
3: i don't know what i did and what i was doing that i voted like that against do but I, oh, I This may be just looking at it through a 2020 lens versus like, okay, which of them is the most 1999-ish? And I feel like in the garish d- d- definition of 1999, All-Star is perfectly, perfectly acceptable. But if we're comparing it song to song, Do-Wop That Thing is such a, so much of a better song.
0: It is. I, I Heather, I'm going to follow you, Cara. I, I
1: really you, am.
3: You're
0: going to give I, it up? I, I am. And here's why because I was on the fence about this to begin with. I actually think this might've been the last one that I filled in, in my bracket because I was so conflicted and I ended up going with exactly what you just said. All-star is everything garish about 1999. Shrek. Shrek.
1: That's exactly exactly what I think.
0: Garish about 1999. But the reality is do up that thing is good music. It's good artistry. Lauren Hill is, uh, she's amazing. Use. smash smash mouth is not amazing
3: so of these two songs which one would you play right now and not as a goof you know lauren oh.
1: yeah hands of down course. i mean smash mouth is a soul patch turned into a human being that's yeah. what smash mouth
3: is. <laughs> when i my my final two years when i was a student in college we had we had a awful roommate in our little apartment and the only thing he listened to was Smash Mouth on repeat. Oh Jesus, that's God. grim.
0: Is that when you had the fire? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I set the fire, I was going to say she set that motherfucker <laughs> fire. fire.
3: Amy, there were other reasons he was a terrible roommate. He never took his rollerblades off, and he ate everyone's food. But like that, the the the, the third, yeah, the other person who actually shared the room with him would just come out, and he had this dazed look in his eyes, like he's been
1: listening to Smash Mouth all day
3: like album would end he
0: would start it over again
1: god this is like a portrait of despair that you are painting for us thank you for that, <laughs> what is
0: that I, I i dare not say human what is that person doing these days
1: so
3: he he left to go on co-op which is like internship and it was like Guys, are you gonna pay the extra little fee so I can come back after co op? We're like, oh, sorry, we can't do that. So it had been his apartment to begin with, and we kind of voted him out.
1: (laughs) I love it. That's brutal.
3: (laughs) Back to us. So we got a real creeper in as the next one, like housing assigned us a real, a real doozy. So,
1: (laughs) and that kids is how you learn about karma.
2: Yep. (laughs) Where where are you on this one? I'm very conflicted. I, my my issues are not with I do is a good song. I don't particularly like Lauren Hill. Um, All star. I don't know. Again, I'm going back to like, what was 1999 to me and I track, but um, I can go either way. And I'm, I'm happy to, to concede to better music since we've already moved on a lot of summer girls.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that one song I'm song not song. dropping on. LFO is feeling very seen right now. All right. Next up, it was another unanimous victory for Live in La Vida Loca by Ricky Martin, so we're not even going to bother. And another unanimous victory (laughs) for Baby One More Time by Britney Spears. I don't even know what they were up again, but it doesn't matter. They're done. Uh, Finally, we're going to actually debate Mambo Number 5 by Lou Bega, a two seed with Iris by Goo Goo Dolls, a three seed. And uh, Heather, do you want to defend Iris here? I mean- I feel like I've already covered my love of the Goo Goo
0: Dolls and my yep. love of '90s alt rock, and I—I I, I understand I liked Mambo Number no. Five like everybody else, and it was very '90s. But for me, have I listened to Mambo Number no. Five since like maybe prom in 2004? No, I have not. Well,
3: then have you're I missing out. Silas
1: since then, yes. Um, Kara. I'm going to now hand over the reins to you because Kara has, I'm sure, a lot of things to talk about with Mambo number five. Take it away. So,
3: I would like, so here's my case for
1: Mambo number five. For one, it's a very polite song.
3: Right out from the beginning, they introduce them. So, ladies and gentlemen. Yes.
1: And, <laughs> oh. So, politeness points right off the bat. You would almost and, think Blue is Canadian. I, I should, was going to say, Heather, that should be right in your wheelhouse. <laughs>
3: Hello, I have a song, and this is what it is. Um, and then, the second that like weird synth beat starts, if your shoulders are not shimming, you are dead. <laughs> you, are just, <laughs> you have no pulse. You have pulse on to the next distance. Like, even if you don't like it, but you're like, bump, bump, bump. And like, oh, yeah. And then, but then, you know, if you don't like the song, you're like, ah, oh, but you, you're still moving a little bit. And it's like a theme park keychain display, because you're know, probably in there. Just keep looking. It's going to show up. Where's Bort? Uh, yeah. Excuse me. My son is also named Bort. Uh, <laughs> it's got those great funky horns and it's it's kind of cross generational because it has that kind of throwback to earlier music. So you play this at a wedding, everybody is dancing. The kids are dancing, grandpa's dancing, everyone's up. It is a straight up bop and I'm here for it every single time. It is also one I played today, one for enjoyment but two is as a goof.
1: <laughs> I am surprised that you did not bring up some of our, or more more personal connections to Mambo number no. five. Or are you saving those for future rounds?
3: Oh, I just, I, I wanted to win people over with the universal truths about Mambo number no. five.
1: Okay. And then we go in for the kill with the more, more personal stuff in round two. So the, Yeah. 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 I mean, I can bring it up now, but it's no it a very
3: special place in my
1: heart. I, I think we, we, I think we have, I mean, Heather, are you sticking with Iris? yeah but i I can't
0: fault you guys for mambo number five because i agree with you it's a very catchy song it's very polite it also sticks with our theme of sometimes if you just throw a whole bunch of random names into
1: something in 1999 it works and it's a hit yep that's 1999 that's that's, that's, yeah that's how you got shrek amy how about you were you on this one
2: yeah no mambo number five all the way
1: All right, so that's going to take us to the end of both rounds one and two. Make sure you come back later on this week where we will go into rounds three and the finals. So it's going to be a short episode. Don't get pressed about it. Please check out greatpopculturedebate.com to see if there are any polls that need your votes. Download this playlist on Spotify so you can familiarize yourself with all the amazing songs that are yet to come. And we will be back later this week with part two. See you all then.